Imagine a world with very little wildlife. The animals that we could see in nature are gone. Even the animals that we could once adopt are gone. Why? Because they've all become extinct. What if this was the case? Even today, we see animals fade away from our nature. Others are on the brink of extinction. My name is Asa, and I'm here with Kaylee to further investigate what causes these catastrophes to happen. But you're probably wondering how these situations are caused. Well, climate change causes these events to happen, and it's when there's a broad spectrum of change in the environment, which causes the climate to get warmer. With all that said, we interviewed Alex Schwartz, the Safety and Training Director at Outward Bound, to find out how climate change affects his organization. Before I let Mr. Schwartz talk about his job at Outward Bound, I just want to briefly explain what Outward Bound is. So, Outward Bound is an organization that allows for people, no matter their age, to go on backpacking trips in order to gain more experience in the outdoors and learn new life skills. They do this through whitewater rafting, hiking, canoeing, and many other fun activities. Now I'll let Mr. Schwartz explain what he does. My name's Alex Schwartz. I'm the safety and training director here at Outward Bound, and I started as a field instructor, so leading groups in um, wilderness trips, and that's what kind of got me into it, is the outdoor sports aspect. Uh, really enjoyed camping and backpacking and rock climbing and canoeing, which is what we primarily do here. Um, and I started working here in 2004, so 15 years ago. Um, responsible for all aspects of risk management so safety policies what we'll do and not do how we train our staff to keep people safe respond to emergencies keeping track of what does go wrong so any illnesses or injuries or close calls we might have then mr schwartz explained how climate change affects his organization so um you know, one of the big impacts of climate change is more extreme weather events. So that has a, you know, is an existential threat to us. Like physically, it could destroy areas where we work. But then there's also impacts on how we need to just operate in the field and the risk management. So with warmer, wetter weather, we have more biting insects. So we've got more mosquitoes in the area and more ticks in the area and the diseases they can spread are different. So we've got an increase in Lyme's disease coming down from the Northeast and an increase in diseases that historically would be further south, so limited to a subtropical zone. And we would be right on kind of the edges of where West Nile or other types of encephalitis or things that you currently only see in Florida like Zika and Dengue could make their way north as the climate gets warmer. What Mr. Shorts had said about climate change affecting the spread of diseases was very interesting. The changes that continue will unleash and spread more disease across North Carolina and other states. Climate change can impact just our environment. So the, the trees and plants and animals, it's I'm not sure if it's linked to climate change at all, but one of the big things happening in the forest around here right now is the hemlock trees dying from an invasive species of bug. Um, 
hemlock woolly adalgid. So now all of a sudden we've got these giant trees everywhere that are dead that we have to be concerned about, you know, falling down eventually. Um, things like, once again, that extreme weather, and we had the wettest year ever last year, it has an impact on things like um, the oak trees produced a lot fewer acorns last year, and that meant the bears were hungrier, which meant they're roving farther and more likely to come and try and take food from our groups in the field or our base camps. So it has impacts in kind of more subtle ways like that as well. Animals moving around for a different environment will continue to happen as climate changes. This could affect people, having bears and other creatures coming and disrupting humans' everyday normal life. I also see how this could affect Outward Bound, having to take people out of trips and making sure it's safe to travel. From this, we found out that climate change didn't affect just one thing, it affects many things. It's almost like a domino effect. One thing causes several other things to go down with it. Speaking of this, more than 14.8 million people in North Carolina, or 50% of North Carolina's population, are living in areas at an elevated risk of wildfires. With all these issues, at that time, it seemed as if climate change was irreversible. How could we ever reverse all these problems before it gets too late, if it isn't already? And what are people trying to do to stop them from getting worse? I asked Mr. Schwartz about this, and this was what he had to say. So we regularly meet and talk about the issues going on around the country and kind of try and stay aware of what's happening elsewhere. So that's another thing is just communicating, sharing information, sharing response techniques can be really helpful. It was good to hear that people were attempting to do something, but I still wonder if people are aware of how climate change may affect them personally, if it doesn't already. In fact, 31% of people say that climate change is affecting them personally based off of a survey taken by the PEW Research Center. I then asked Mr. Schwartz if he thinks that these situations could get better or worse in the near future. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any indication they're going to go away in the short term. And I think that's another piece is, you know, there, there's no stable state to an environment. There's always going to be changes that we need to stay on top of. I think you know, some of the things we can do as an organization to encourage response to climate change and the issues it causes is through our ad advocacy and how we communicate. So I think just by bringing lots of people to the outdoors and giving them a positive experience, hopefully they will value that and therefore protect it. So one of the big things we can do is help to prevent continued environmental degradation. So, Even though there may never be a stable state to the environment, it doesn't mean we shouldn't do something about our current problems. We should try to protect our environment, especially our forest. They are more prone to deadly infestations. Because of this, milder winters and longer summers allow tree-killing insects to thrive. Meanwhile, trees weakened by prolonged drought have longer defense mechanisms. So that's why I asked, how do you and the people that go on these trips with you reduce your carbon footprint? I think there's not like a one way of doing it. Um, 
as an organization that works in the outdoors and the environment, um, environmental stewardship is one of our key values. So it often ideas for what we need to do and change come from the, the bottom up of our staff. So people working directly in the field come up with ideas for, hey, we can reduce food waste if we do this, or we can um, compost, or we can do less damage to the trees in our campsites if we do this, um, and that sort of thing. So, you know, as an expedition-based organization, so we're mostly backpacking, it's pretty low carbon footprint in that sense. I don't know that we have actually spent a lot of time and effort looking at how we can reduce the carbon footprint of our operations. I agree with Mr. Schwartz when he said that backpacking has a very low carbon footprint, but I do think that they should look into how they could decrease their carbon footprint, because climate change is the ultimate effect of large carbon footprints. Greenhouse gases, whether natural or human-produced, contribute to the warming of the planet. But you're probably still wondering what you could personally do to help stop climate change. Well, you could start by putting the right items in the recycling and trash bins. You could also make sure that people know what goes where. Then people will be informed and more likely to do the right thing. If you don't do these things, you're increasing your carbon footprint, which means that you're also making climate change worse, which means that the climate will be hotter and weather will be more severe and there will be more floods and illnesses and more bugs and more unclean water and water pollution and ozone depletion and more wildfires and a change in biodiversity. I could go on and on about all the things that climate change causes. As Jay Inslee, the governor of Washington, once said, we're the first generation to feel the impact of climate change and the last generation that can do something about it. I want you to think about what you're personally doing right now to help stop climate change. Are you helping the environment in a good or a bad way? Even if it seems as if you aren't doing much of anything to help, together we can all stop climate change. I want you to personally help by turning off the lights if they aren't needed, driving less, composting, recycling. The possibilities are endless. So, be one that recycles things and can be recycled and compost if you can. Climate change can be positively impacted. Climate change can even be reversed. Climate change can be stopped if we all work together. Special thanks to Mr. Schwartz for letting us interview him and giving us good information to use. And thank you to Mr. Lubos, Mr. Fowler, and Mr. Chris for giving us feedback on how to improve this podcast.